Hello and welcome to Hangouts and Headlines, September 15th, 2023. That can't be right. That is so late in the year. There's only our second one of these this year. What have we been doing? Anyway, folks, I'm very happy to be here with you all again for our now weekly Hangouts and Headlines. And today is Friday, which used to be Fun Day Friday, and we're taking a little lighter set of newspaper articles today, although maybe that isn't as apparent to the Twitters and social medias of the world that wound up having this particular story trending, as my wife told me, which I didn't realize. So we're going to talk about Representative Lauren Boebert. We're going to talk about Beetlejuice. We're going to talk about theater behavior and the pandemic. Yes, YouTube, you can put your note down below. However you'd like to talk about the pandemic is up to you. Uh, but we're going to have fun before we do. We're going to do some hangouts first. So how's everybody doing today? Where are you all hanging out? while I hang out here in Michigan. What's going on with you? How has your week been? What stories have I missed that I should have been covering instead of this one? Any and all comments are welcome. We're just here to have a chat, to hang out, to have fun, and then to talk about some media and how these stories are treated in various places, especially the New York Times today. Vicky at the Warehouse, thank you for the super chat. Happy Friday. Friday is great, isn't it? I, can't, I don't know about you guys. This has been a week for me. It's been Every single day, just a lot of appointments, a lot of doctor's visits, lots of things to do. Uh, and it's it's nice to get to Friday, and it'll be even nicer to get to the end of Friday. But I'm very glad that I'm spending this time with you this morning. I hope everybody is doing great today. Happy Friday, Hogue, says Night Eyes. Happy Friday, Night Eyes. I love that wolf picture. We've got in Ohio, Southwest Florida. I think I think this is Kurt saying he's in Austin. I don't think he is Austin. He's in Austin. Uh, and yes, they're having some interesting legal proceedings in Texas. So thank you, Kurt, for popping in. I appreciate that. So happy to make a live show. Says tired of the chaos from Birmingham, Alabama. Representing well across the country here today, folks. We have a hedgehog in space. So that's at least orbit. I don't know exactly where in space that hedgehog is. So that's nice. Good day from the Netherlands. Good day, Netherlands. We've got Ireland. James Berger, my friend Jimmy here, who I, I know in real life, IRL, as the kids say. I am very hip. I'm in Michigan. Yes, I know. I would hope so. <laughs> uh, lots of people chiming in. Going a little too fast to catch all of them. I'm sorry about that. We've got Southeast London. Washington, D.C., and Minnesota. That's a good crew right there. It's a lot of fun. I hope everybody's having a great day wherever they are, and I'm very glad to be talking with you all this morning. So thank you, everybody. I think that's all fantastic. Now, anybody see any good movies or TV shows lately? I saw a little movie this week that I think had some buzz, had some people see it, called Barbie which was, honestly, I thought very good. I thought it was a very good movie. And uh, this is not going to be a movie review hour, but while I think it gets a little muddled towards the end of it, I thought there's a lot of really good ideas and really a lot of fun stuff with uh, the notion of toys being kind of life-sized and, and what you'd have to actually use for medical conditions or whatever else you're doing. So if you're interested in really big set design and some interesting funny bits, I, I can recommend Barbie. I think it's an interesting movie. Nine Inch Nails Gal, 1994, member for 11 months. Thank you so much. Starting my weekend off with you. Hearts and her eyes emojis. South Australia listening in from the future. I always love that. Crying laughing emoji. Love to Mrs. Hogue and the Hoaglets. Thank you. The Hoaglets are at school. They need your love. They're very sad about that whole state of affairs. Back to school. No fun. Hi from Brazil. Hi from Paris, France. We are cosmopolitan today. This is fantastic. Anna says theater etiquette has went downhill in recent years, even before the pandemic. Yeah, well, we'll definitely talk about some of that because I think that's a part of this story and why it may or may not be as big of a story as some are presenting it as, but we'll talk about that definitely. Steeler with RSD says, you look great, Hogue, and then says, O-H-I-O. -O. 
You have to pardon our friends in Ohio. They sometimes forget how to spell their name. They constantly remind themselves so that they remember the next time they're talking about Ohio. And I'm just joking. I, I, I know that's your cheer down south. I get it. I get it. We can't do a cheer for Michigan. Our, our, our name is too long. We just shorten it to go blue. Did your girls love Barbie? My girls primarily like squishy things. So they like squishmallows. They like um, um, cute animal stuffies, that kind of thing. But uh, uh, they did have a dream house. They did have a couple of those kind of giant plastic edifices. And so I think I, I could recognize even just watching the movie how the toys were being used in a kind of life-size sense. And I thought it was just really smart. Good morning from Clearwater, Florida. Good morning, Carolyn. Texas Dave, Elong, living in a small town. Love it. Hello from Prague, Czech Republic. It's always a, a place that I have wanted to visit, Marvin CZ. So I hope it is as beautiful as I'm imagining in my head. When I, I see people thanking for gifted memberships, it didn't pop up. I know Akaruki did some gifted memberships before the show started, so thank you very much for that. Anybody that wants to gift memberships, that's always much appreciated. Super Chat's obviously much appreciated. Don't feel obligated to do any of that. I'm going to talk to as many of you as I can, but I definitely really appreciate it. It helps keep the channel going. We also have links in the description to the Patreon and the Player. Both of those avenues help keep the channel going as well, especially when you never know what YouTube's going to do when we talk about things that are politics adjacent, as we do here in the Hangouts and Headlines space. Uh, the Angry Latina Lawyer, which is a funny name, says, been playing a lot of lemon cake since you mentioned it on the BitCast. Yeah, if you're looking for what we now call cozy games, which are games that don't really involve shooting people or fighting off alien monsters or anything, Lemon Cake is a game in which you take over a haunted restaurant and make pastries for various villagers in your area to try to get to the level of being able to make a lemon cake for this ghost and make the ghost presumably go away. I haven't gotten to the end of the game, but it's a great game if you're looking for something that's just fun, involves baking, running a restaurant. I think you also garden ingredients for some of the things that you're doing. It's just a really nice, chill game. So if that's what you're looking for, I can recommend lemon cake. Am I hyped for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? I am looking forward to that game. Final Fantasy Remake was one of my favorites, but everything that happens after in Rebirth is going to take place after a plot point that I really didn't like in Remake. So I would say that I'm cautiously optimistic for that game. Joe Beer, member for seven months. Good to see you, Rick, three times in one week. I'm counting BitCast here. Looking good. Red heart emoji. Yeah, this is, I was looking at it. This is the third live stream that I've done primarily on my channel in eight days. So I know you folks are always worried about my health. I'm definitely trying to keep it to a normal rate. That's maybe a little much for me. Well, we'll see, but I'm very happy to be here. And I think we can have a lot of fun talking about these things together. Dad Hogue recommends Nancy Drew Mysteries or Person of Interest, but best of all, Twilight Zone. You look marvelous, quoted from what comedian and show? I think it's Marvelous, right? I don't know, Dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi, Papa Hogue. Yep, Dad is in the house asking me trivia questions about old comedians. And technically speaking, he recommends the new Nancy Drew, not Nancy Drew Mysteries. That's a different show. Uh, but... That's okay. We love you, Dad. Caught the VL episode on Replay Crew. Great to see Gaming Dino on the wall, even after a business meeting. Yeah, you know, honestly, I was in a board meeting, and it was halfway through when I realized the Gaming Dino made an appearance at that board meeting. So we'll see. People commented on him, but they didn't hate him. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe Gaming Dino hangs out a little bit more at more official events in the future. We'll have to see. Reaxes asks, is it Zen or is it chaos like Overcooked? No, it's not a game like Overcooked. It's not that kind of zaniness. 
you do have time management as kind of keeping things flowing, but it is it is pretty chill. Lemon cake is a chill game. Nancy Drew, where? OMG. Yeah, there's a Nancy Drew show that I think was on the CW that I had recommended to my parents because they like mysteries and they've liked Supernatural and Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the past and things like that. So Nancy Drew is very good, I would say. I would recommend that one as well, but it is of a certain quality, as my brother would say. It is very much a kind of CW show. But if you like mysteries, if you can deal with the supernatural in your mysteries, Nancy Drew is a show that turned out pretty well, I think. At least as far as I've seen. I haven't seen the whole show as of yet. I'm waiting on a rewards gift card, I claim, so I can buy Faye Farm. Yes, Faye Farm is excellent. I love Faye Farm. I got Lemon Cake and Faye Farm together. And so if you do like those kinds of cozy games, farming, cooking, meeting villagers, that that kind of thing, I can recommend Faye Farm definitely. Normal rate for you, Hogue, or normal for others, asks Vintage Willow. Um, no, not a normal rate for me before my stroke. Uh, I think we're, we're going to try to keep it to... No, maybe four a week, maybe. But if you actually go and look at what I was doing at the end of last year, I was doing about 12 to 15 a week. And I love that. I love to work. You heard me say that at the end of last year. But that's clearly too much, especially for right now. But it's too much probably in the long run in any event. I do not want to have another stroke. I can tell you that. It's not a good thing. I don't recommend it. It's not an experience I recommend. Nine Inch Nails Gale 1994, supporting a favorite so they keep coming back. Crying laughing emoji and kind of a wink smirk emoji. Thank you, Nine Inch Nails Gale 1994. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate the super chat. Totally Jersey says it's Billy Crystal from Saturday Night Live with the You Look Marvelous. So thank you, chat. I can always depend on the wisdom of the chat. And you can get me out of those trivia questions that dad is apparently using the super chat money for. Hedgehog in space says reasonable minds can differ. Crying laughing emoji. Yes, they can, in fact. Kayla Sanchez asks, have you played Dave the Diver? Oh, yes, I have played Dave the Diver. Dave the Diver is another fun game where you go and you dive and you catch fish and you bring those fish to a sushi restaurant and you cook that sushi and make your patrons happy that way. The difference in that game is that it's much more of a kind of elaborate dungeoneering game in the water. It has kind of a Metroid element and a lot of things happen there and there's a lot of mini games and various things happen. Dave the Diver is more ambitious than Lemon Cake, but it's also kind of more gamey, right? There's more loose losing conditions. There's more kind of challenge in a Dave the Diver than there is in Lemon Cake, but I like them both. They're both good games. When will Lawyers and Dragons start up again, says Elong. I don't know, honestly. It takes a little bit of effort to get the whole crew together and everybody's busy and doing various things. If you haven't seen, David over at Prototopics is working on his own engine to make storytelling games and he's going through that whole process while also running a number of different games on his channel. So if you do like Lawyers and Dragons, check out Prototopics. But I don't know when or if we'll have a season three or when that might be. Sibling Creature says, I love Person of Interest. Yeah, we're just getting into the sci-fi stuff now as I watch it with my dad. So we'll, we'll see if he still likes it after that, but it's it's a good show. Gaming Dino is corporate art. What's not to love? I don't know. See, I think if I had this on the wall at my old law firm, I would have gotten a closed door. Rick, can we talk about something real quick meeting? So we'll see. Lions are going 17-0, baby. Well, you know, they're 1-0, so they're on their way, but I think we still have a ways to go. Or they have a perfect season. But we'll see. Ludwig asks, did you see that the credible threat that caused Unity to close all their offices was posted by a Unity employee? I did see that this, this morning. And I want to look into that a little bit further. But that's an odd state of affairs, isn't it? So if you didn't follow the Unity story, check out the virtual legality I did. There was a live virtual legality episode on the Unity terms and conditions and their new business model. That's a video game related topic, but if you're interested in it at all, it is on the channel and we may wind up doing more live virtual legalities than the kind of packaged video on demand virtual legalities in the future, because I do think people like those and we can answer questions on the fly and 
fill in any blanks that I might have missed on my own. Elijah Hell says the Nancy Drew show totally butchered the book, sadly. As a diehard Drew fan, I am gutted. I have no doubt that it is not a true reflection of the Nancy Drew books or stories. It's it's using names and some places in a way to kind of capture some of the old audience, but I have no doubt that it's not the same. I can't claim to have read a lot of Nancy Drew. I read a lot of Three Investigators when I was of the age to read kind of kids' mystery stories, but that's a totally fair position to take. I just like the show kind of on its own, not as a reflection of stories I didn't read. Vincent J says, first time catching you live in a while. I haven't been on live very often until this last couple of weeks. Been following weekly, already looking forward to the end of year conversation with your brother. Yeah, hopefully we get to do that again because it's been a heck of a year. Uh, and I would love to have a conversation about the best games of the year with Tom, but we'll see. We'll see. I think I think that would be a great time, and I hope to see you there if we get one done. Thank you, Vincent J. I really appreciate the super chat. Kurt says four a week is fire. Well, I, I like to do things. I like to work. I like to be productive. And yes, I'm, I'm working through some of that with my therapist right now, as a matter of fact. But um, yes, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where I wind up. I have a much better kind of cognizance of where my boundaries are and, and what I can sustain and what I need to do and what I can do. So we'll see where it winds up. I'm trying to stay as flexible as possible for what we wind up doing. But I really appreciate everybody being in favor of uh, dropping in and seeing some videos on the channel here. Sardinism says, Hoax Family Review of Stroke, zero out of 10. Do not recommend? Absolutely. Do not recommend at all. As I said last week in Hangouts and Headlines, if you do have any concerns about headaches or blood pressure or anything else, check that blood pressure. There are really great devices you can get at like the CVS that can look at your blood pressure whenever you like. And it's a very simple process and I do it every day. So don't be me. Don't be Rick. Don't find yourself in the ICU and getting brain surgery on a random day in January. Make sure you check out these things, see your doctor, and I will try not to nag you too much with that in this space, but I will mention it from time to time. Just trying to pull up some extra chats here. Here's dad again, Billy Crystal, Saturday Night Live. Parody of Ricardo Montalban, Fantasy Island. That would be the original Fantasy Island, not the remake Fantasy Island. Baby Meatball, I still love Stardew. Yeah, Stardew Valley is fantastic. My daughter loves Stardew Valley. Vintage Willow says, I'm planning on checking out Palia after it was mentioned on BitCast a while ago. Yep, that's a big cozy game. That's a World of Warcraft MMO style cozy game. So absolutely check that out. Palia is very interesting. Sardism says, I'm trying to finish Dredge. Dredge is cool. Dredge is a game in which you pilot a boat around a kind of spooky, haunted, New England-esque island chain while also dealing with fishing and the occasional Cthulhu or Old Ones appearance. It's an excellent video game. A lot of fun. Henhouse Bathco says, my son and his friends love the trucking sim you mentioned. Trucking sim. I don't honestly know what trucking sim I mentioned, but I do like SnowRunner. That's a kind of trucking sim. I do like Euro Truck Simulator. That is a trucking sim right in the title. So maybe I mentioned those in the past, and I hope your son and his friends continue to love whatever it is that I mentioned. Papa Rick says, Dave the Diver is on Switch now. Did it release? I know they announced it yesterday. I think that might have a later release date. But Dave the Diver is excellent. If you want to play it, if it is on Switch, when it comes on Switch, I highly recommend it. It would make a great Switch game. Hogue, have you played Unraveled 1 or 2? I played Unraveled 1. The story of a yarn person making his way through the world. I have not played Unraveled 2. Um, I thought they were good. I thought the one I played was good. I can't speak to the second one, but I imagine it was much the same. I feel like Dave the Diver is going to win Indie of the Year at TGA. Hit the right mix of critical acclaim and reach. Yeah, probably. TGA being the Game Awards in this context. I, I would tend to lean towards Sea of Stars myself which is a kind of Japanese role-playing game in the Chrono Trigger variety, which is 
perhaps a little bit more indie than Dave the Diver, which was published by a major publisher. But I do think Dave the Diver is going to have a lot of fans when it comes to award season time. See what else we've got here in the chat. Hedgehog in space says your old law firm sounds way less cool than your current law firm. You know, I like my old law firm, uh, but anytime you get into a big enough institution, you kind of have to have the culture imposed upon you from the top. And so you have a lot of people asking you about your Star Wars statues or the pictures you have on your wall and whether or not that's an appropriate image to be portraying to the clients that might be passing in the hallway. It's like, well, you know, I can always change my office for people that are coming to meet with me. But as for people in the hallway, I don't know. And so, yeah, I can imagine having those conversations. But as for less cool, you know, running your own business has a lot of upside and a lot of downside. Um, the upside is you do get to set your own decor and things of that nature. The downside is you live in a certain amount of existential fear of survival at all times. So you have to have a certain kind of acceptance of that. And if you can have that acceptance, you can be an entrepreneur, you can run your own business, you can you can go that way. But it may or may not give you a stroke, depending. So yeah, we've, we'll see. We'll see. Katie Cotton says, speaking of butchering the book, the new Foundation Season 2 is much better than Season 1. I haven't watched Foundation Season 2. But yeah, I, I would say Foundation Season 1 is one of those where I, where I thought it was a decent enough show that had virtually nothing to do with the books that I could recognize. Um, and so... I try to separate those things. I'm not always the best at it. Uh, but yeah, if Foundation Season 2 is closer to what the books were, I think that would be an improvement overall to a fan of the books. Absolutely. LCT says, oh, I'd given up on Foundation. Yeah, I don't think it's very close to what the books were. Hedgehog in space, the struggle is real. I have to treat executive function like mana so that I remember to keep some energy in reserve. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, I've often thought it might be useful to actually have Sims bars that you could see where your various energy levels were, what your needs were in a way that wasn't quite as opaque as actually living life is. But, you know, gamification can only go so far. I definitely think that executive function, that organizational ability is not something I thought about much before this whole medical incident. And now I think about it basically all the time, maintaining those spoons as we talked about last week. Nine Inch Nails Gal1994 says, less a Nancy Drew and more a Famous Five Gal. I don't even know Famous Five, so I apologize for that. Um, I know Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys and Three Investigators. Um, and I think that might be it. I might just be forgetting things that I read when I was like 12. But... I don't know Famous Five. Newspin says blood pressure is such an easy thing to manage too. For the most part, I take two pills a day and I go from on the verge of dying at any point to being totally fine. Yes, I think there's some truth to that. Obviously, your mileage may vary. We don't give medical advice here, YouTube. We're not trying to take anybody's jobs. But um, yes, I am also able to manage my blood pressure with medication. Um Maybe not easily, but relatively contentedly, not with huge amounts of concern. And I watch that blood pressure all the time now. So, yeah, it, it is one of those things that modern medicine can usually handle. And so I don't want anybody to ignore it if they have any concerns whatsoever. Renee J says, was just thinking about Hangouts and Headlines last night. Been really busy, but so happy to see you and have some time this morning. Thank you, Renee J. That's fantastic. I'm happy to see you too, and thank you for the super chat. Chrissy Lee says, I've had seven brain surgeries, but your progress has been so inspiring to me and to all of us. Uh, blushing, happy, smiling emoji. Well, I, that is very generous of you all. I was just talking to my wife about this the other day. I don't feel inspiring. I don't feel like I'm doing anything but what I've been told to do and, and kind of focusing on what what needs to be done to get back to a level where I want to be in my life. But that's very nice of you to say. And I'm so thankful that being out here and doing these things and, and trying to get as better as I can is something that helps other people in the world. That, that, that makes me so, so happy. So Chrissy Lee, if I'm inspiring, I really appreciate it because I, I don't feel it myself, but I'm glad to hear it. Thank you so much. 
Uh, Obsidian says against Tide, no, definitely not family friendly. What is not family friendly? Nancy Drew? Nancy Drew has some typical kind of CW stylings. Um, Kelly says, I would like my lawyer to look like they're human, but that's just me. Yeah, I, I mean, I think at the bigger law firms with the bigger corporate clients, a lot of them want you to be a robotic automaton that fights for them in a suit, right? And so in my old firm, I wouldn't wear a tie. I would have a tie in my in my desk drawer in case I needed it, but I wouldn't wear it regularly because I don't like ties. And that got a talking to at some point. And I did have Star Wars statues. I had gotten gifts from my wife and I think my parents maybe of the old Star Wars posters done as three-dimensional statues that kind of stood up on the uh, on the bookshelves. And I really loved those. But yeah, that, that also had a conversation with one of the older partners that I worked with. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, ultimately, whenever I give these stories, you can understand why I wound up going out of my own in 2016, because I have all of these various quirks and I like to present them and I like to present to my clients as a human being, I like to be personality based and that doesn't always work in a large law firm environment. Oh, oh, so no Baldur's Gate for my nieces and nephews, the youngest being seven. Oh yes, Baldur's Gate is much less family friendly than Nancy Drew. So yeah, watch it with Baldur's Gate, definitely. I would say Baldur's Gate has some of the highest level of sexual innuendo that I have seen in video games. Like virtually everything that happens in that game has at least a connotation, if not a direct express desire. So yeah, Baldur's Gate is fantastic, but you have to understand that I think the writers of that game were maybe sending out a help signal of some kind. And I, I love Baldur's Gate 3. Joshua Ford says, got Sea of Stars download. Love the demo, but haven't played the release version yet. If it gets any of the year, I won't have any complaints. And we have a special guest here that just popped in in the background. Here is Alita of Legal Bites. How are you doing, Alita, this morning? Good. How are you? I'm good. Now, you have a member stream coming up, right? Yes, I do, in about 30 minutes. So I wanted to just at least pop in for just a little bit to say hi and and you know see, see what non-controversial headline you're talking about this week. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I try to avoid the politics a little bit, but they have the best and most interesting headlines to talk about how media covers things. So it's, again, a second politics-based headline here today as after last week. But, yeah, we're, we're trying to keep it light. We're talking about theater behavior and Beetlejuice and things. Right now we're talking about Nancy Drew and Baldur's Gate 3. So it's already a hangout this morning. <laughs> Have you experienced either of those things, Alita? Um, no, actually, I never, I don't think I read any, any Nancy Drew books and I've, I've never, I've never played Baldur's Gate, neither, ha nor has. Oh, the, the YouTubes decided that they could not abide by anyone who says they haven't played Baldur's Gate. So we lost you after that, but oh, that is well, a okay, okay Alita. <laughs> Um, yeah, that must have been uh, part of one of my one of my wonderful internet quirks. That is a okay. We got Papa Hogue still in the house, expounding on the virtues of the Foundation trilogy. This is one of his favorite book series. The Foundation trilogy is one of the greatest science fiction works of all time. You heard it here first, folks. Read the books if you can. Nothing like season one of the show, and he liked season one, but it isn't like the books. So yes, we were also talking about the fact that the Nancy Drew show that I've recommended to my parents is nothing like the Nancy Drew books. So, yes. Alita is connecting through like Skynet or something, but maybe she'll pop back on in a minute. We will see. Crazy Cat Queen says, thank you for, to the, rec for the recommendation to my dad. I actually own the trilogy, but never got to it, LOL. Yeah, I think you'll like it. Foundation is a really interesting kind of weird set of books that primarily doesn't feature action and features historians talking at each other. But if you can get behind that, I think it's a very interesting story. And I think too many people in the chat said hi to Alita. And uh, 
the computer decided that we couldn't have Alita in the space. So let's talk about some headlines. So in the thumbnail, I highlighted the New York Times headline, but I want to start with the actual baseline story here in the Denver Post. And we'll put Alita back on the camera here. Lauren Boebert escorted out of Beetlejuice musical in Denver after causing a disturbance. And that's a pretty kind of genteel headline from the Denver Post. It doesn't say much. Boebert campaign manager says Congresswoman was just enthusiastically enjoying Sunday's show. And this is kind of the origin point for this story, which my wife informed me became a trending and hot topic over the course of the week here. U.S. Representative Lauren Boebert was escorted out of a Sunday night performance of the Beetlejuice musical in downtown Denver accused by venue officials of vaping, singing, recording, and causing a disturbance during the performance. They, the individuals were previously issued a warning during the intermission regarding their behavior that prompted three complaints from other theatergoers, the report says. The report does not name Bobert as one of the patrons or identify the other person, but her campaign office, while disputing the behavior alleged, confirmed that she was escorted from the Buell, the theater, on Sunday night during the Beetlejuice show. The incident report states that after receiving the intermission warning, about five minutes into the second act, security officials received another complaint about the patrons being loud, and at the time, they were recording. Taking pictures or recording is not permitted at shows, which we can totally understand. The report quotes one of the ushers, they told me they would not leave. I told them that they needed to leave the theater, and if they do not, they will be trespassing. The patrons said they would not leave. I told them I would be going to get the Denver police. They said, go get them. And this continues. I can confirm the stunning and salacious rumors. In her personal time, Congresswoman, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert is indeed a supporter of the performing arts, gasp, and to the dismay of a select few, enthusiastically enjoyed a weekend performance of Beetlejuice, her PR, Sexton, wrote in a statement. He noted that the Post's review of the show last week described it as zany, outrageous, and a lusty riot, implying that this kind of behavior should be allowed. And then we continue on. You can see this surveillance video here. The report said after the two patrons were escorted out and reached the building's vestibule, they resisted leaving and said stuff like, do you know who I am? I'm on oh, the board and I will be contacting the mayor. Yes. I mean, I think this story is one that too many of us are familiar with, which is somebody that is of a position of certain importance says the rules don't apply to me and I'm going to be doing what I want to do. And do you know who I am? I mean, all of that kind of lines up with what we've seen in, more important places than a Beetlejuice theater, right? In court or in other contexts. But the reason I highlighted this story was not to show you the Denver Post or even Lauren Boebert, but to show that the New York Times takes this and the New York Times, the paper of record, national news, decides to make a bigger story out of it than mm. the Denver Post does, right? So they say Representative Lauren Boebert is ejected from Beetlejuice after disturbances in the New York Times the congresswoman was asked to leave after being accused of being loud and recording the show at a moment when many theaters are debating how to deal with raucous audience behavior. And this is one of those where I said, okay, so the New York Times has done the homework of trying to make this into a story that you should care about, right? Why, why do I care about a representative getting kicked out of a theater in Denver? The New York Times says, well, it's because we're dealing with how to deal with raucous audience behavior. And I said, okay, let's read that story. And when I read the story, that's when it became a Hangouts and Headlines, as we'll see in just a minute. Representative Lauren Boebert, a Republican firebrand from Colorado, was ejected from a touring production of the Beetlejuice musical in Denver last weekend, making her the latest case study in an evolving debate over how theaters should respond to raucous audience behavior. And I don't think you have to be a, a patron of the arts and musical theater to have seen some of this happen in whatever venue you might find yourself in the last couple of years, right? Whether that's sports or even movies. Right. I think you're seeing behavior that is, I would describe it as perhaps a little less socialized than we were used to. And I think most people kind of put that on the pandemic and being locked up and, and otherwise locked down for a little while in the past. But yeah, regardless of how you feel about that, it's not an unusual story, right? Here's a Dallas Morning News article that is very recent, says there's been an outbreak of bad behavior among concert fans and it needs to stop. And this was about, for those of you that aren't constantly online or don't follow all these stories, this was Miranda Lambert deciding that she was going to yell at some folks for taking, I think it was selfies at her concert and that they should pay more attention to what was happening, something along those lines. You might've seen the recent viral video where country queen Miranda Lambert stopped a show yes. while some fans were taking selfies, using her show as their backdrop, which is a sort of activity that Wendy 
Fanaro, author of Empire of Dirt, a book about indie music, has labeled life tourism when you use experiences as photo ops instead of fully taking part on them. Which, then, I mean, I, will, I, I don't know. I will say with that one, I think Miranda Lambert was a little bit out of line because sure. I think that, I think that you know, you pay for a ticket to go to an event. You're paying for the overall experience. You know, wanting to memorialize that experience is is not wrong in my in my opinion. I, and the thing is, there was nothing there was nothing about them doing that the entire time. So, you know, from what I was reading, it was like she happened to catch them doing that and called them out for it, which is like totally different than being disruptive to other people or or, you know, like spending the entire time behind their camera, which a lot of people will do. Yeah, Sorry, no, I, totally I, I agree. In the details on this particular story, it never made a lot of sense to me. But I do think you get the impression that some of these folks are just kind of at their wits end with how people are are kind of behaving. Right. Yeah. So I, mean, I yeah. think you've got situations where Miranda Lambert does this. You've got stories in sports of people throwing things a lot more often. You've got all of this kind of behavior I, that's just different. Yeah, I was. I was going to say uh, same thing at, at other concerts. There were, I mean, how many female artists have had things pelted at them on stage in recent months? It's, it's kind of a, a weird trend that sort of started. I can't remember who who was the first one that got something thrown at her, um, but no, I, I definitely agree that there there is there there does seem to be some sort of a, a growing trend with that, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I think so, and I think they're doing studies and they're looking at various aspects of this seems to be a ramification of lockdowns and that kind of culture. Other people kind of ascribe it to social media in general, right? You may have seen various videos of people acting certain ways in restaurants and potentially impacting others' enjoyment of their meals and things along those lines. When you try to put yourself on camera more often, that kind of thing can happen. But the point I'm trying to make here is that it's not a terribly unusual story for, for current year, as it were. And so... This is interesting, and I'm not going to defend politicians. I think there's a there's a whole thread of folks that will will say, "Do you know who I am?" in certain instances, <laughs> and not believe the rules will apply to them. But I think it pops up on the New York Times primarily because of this second paragraph. Ms. Bobert was accused of causing a disturbance at the show, according to an incident report from the city of Denver. The accusation is not an unfamiliar one for Ms. Bobert. Last year, she heckled President Biden during the State of the Union, and the previous year, she refused a search of her bag by Capitol Security. So if you don't know, if you're not from the United States, uh, Lauren Boebert is, as the New York Times says here in the first sentence, a Republican firebrand and very much not kind of on the Biden administration's good side, right? If you look at the Wikipedia entry here, it says a member of the Republican Party, Boebert is known for her gun rights advocacy. In Congress, Boebert has associated herself with the conservative Republican Study Committee, the right-wing Freedom Caucus, of which she became the communications chair in January 2022, and the pro-gun Second Amendment Caucus. Boebert's views are broadly considered far-right. She's an ally and supporter of former President Donald Trump. And we're not going to read most of the rest of this paragraph because Google has a tendency to really hate it when I say some of these words in here. So <laughs> we're not going to, but it's worth noting that that kind of positions her on the opposite side of where we would traditionally see the New York Times presenting these things. And that's neither here nor there, right? I just am pointing out that there is a certain expectation when you've got coverage of politicians and politics that various of these pieces of media will perhaps elevate some of these stories when it serves to shine a poor light on someone they view as kind of an enemy of their particular side of things. So you get this second paragraph right early on. And that's after a description as a Republican firebrand. So these are these are essentially media signals right in the top top of the article about how you should feel about this from the start. And then when they describe the behavior, you go, oh yeah, that, that's right. That's that's a Republican firebrand, right? Mm -hmm. And it very well might be, right? But I, I think that when you highlight these things, you're also choosing what is going in the record, right? The New York Times famously calls itself the paper of record. And I'm gonna get this article tab right in a second. And they, they, they go so far as to write an entire article about what record means about themselves, because that's the New York Times. And so you can, you can see they consider themselves essentially the deciders of what is news. And when they highlight something on a national basis, it should have a national impact. They say that this is going to tie into how folks are treating theater rules. We'll see that it doesn't quite get there. Denver Center for the Performing Arts, which includes the Buell Theater, where Beetlejuice is now running, 
issued a brief statement saying that it has a set of guest policies and that we were informed that two patrons were not adhering to the policies, which eventually led to them being escorted from the theater. Uh, and then we have that quote from above, which is from their, their press release. Uh, you can see I can confirm the stunning insolacious rumors in her personal time. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert is indeed a supporter of the performing arts. And this may have like few enthusiastically enjoyed a weekend performance of Beetlejuice. She appreciates the Buell Theater's strict enforcement of their no photos policy and only wishes the Biden administration could uphold our border laws as thoroughly and vigorously. So you can see they're trying to score points on a political basis here. All, all advertising is good advertising. And that the New York Times highlights this as, again, in the framework of a person that is behaving badly. So I'm not sure it works out to what they want. But again, it's not New York Times highlighting this. And this is the paragraph that makes it national news to the New York Times. The incident comes at a time when theaters, particularly in England, have been encountering a rash of raucous behavior by overenthusiastic patrons. You might think this is where you might put examples for someone that doesn't follow the English musical theater or even normal theater scene, but we don't have them, and have been struggling with whether or how to restrict such behavior. Perhaps a link to another article. Those concerns <laughs> also exist on Broadway, where we're located, right, New York City, but there have been fewer highly publicized confrontations. In fact, there are none in this article, right? And so you get a sense that Lauren Boebert is trending. She's in the Denver Post. People are interested in the story. And the New York Times says, we got to get in on that. And they don't even have kind of the desire to hit the last paragraph here with what we would traditionally think of as pretty easy stuff to find, right? If this is true, then you should be able to describe it a little bit more, well, fulsomely. Sorry, I've been yeah. trying to avoid my bingo words, but I can't. No, really we're so looking well. for your bingo words. <laughs> we are all we are all waiting for your bingo words, Rick. <laughs> well, I got Final Fantasy even at the top. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so this was when I got to the end of this article, I was surprised. I said, wait a minute, that isn't what you said it was, right? You know, if you're the New York Times, you know you can't just say, hey, look at this Republican acting badly in a theater in Denver. So you tie it into some kind of story of more importance, and then you don't even do the homework that is necessary to kind of tie it in. I expected this article to go for another like page from here and it's just this paragraph and then it's and then it's the writer. And so yeah. I think we've got a situation here where politics tends to take over for media thought process here. And I have no problem with people calling out behavior that has someone saying, do you know who I am? And vaping at someone and all these various things. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in a second, but I do want the, the papers, especially that claim kind of international and national prestige, to be careful with what they're doing on these kinds of things. And if you're reading this and you hate Republicans, that's great. You can look at this and say, all right, my, my, my thought process is correct. But understand that this is coming through a filter of a, a news media that is presenting this to you because of that. And that in a similar situation, you might see the same story only in different outlets. And we're going to get into that towered, siloed media environment that creates a problem for stories of more importance than who got thrown out of Beetlejuice. Right. Yeah, it's I mean, I definitely agree. I I, I was I was ready for there to be more to this article. And if someone if someone was making like, let's say we were, you know, I, I was making a YouTube video about this subject. You know, if if I just said that last paragraph and didn't include some kind of visual with it or some kind of clip as like, you know, an example of these things that, you know, that I'm talking about in there, like, you know, something going on in England in, uh, you know, some recorded behavior um, in some sort of a, a, a live show, something on Broadway that's also been, you know, somehow shared on the Internet. That's that's going to be a much more engaging kind of argument anyway so it's just it's it's sort it's really disappointing to see that they're just like oh yeah and these things are also happening too like i almost yeah. wonder if if the author of, of the of the article wanted to write a whole long dissertation about it but the editor was like we don't we don't have space for that sorry <laughs> it's possible it could go either direction i think i think the writer yeah. could have submitted just this and the editor says we have to make this nationally important mm -hmm. and you get true you get England and Broadway, right? I mean, like, notably, England isn't even really a great fit for the New York Times. So they have a sentence that says, this stuff is also happening here, BT dubs. Okay, great. So yeah. 
yeah, I mean, I think I think the problem is it comes across as more kind of nakedly politically opportunistic than the New York Times wants it to be. And so these kinds of articles, I, I think Ian Runkle was on last week saying you always want to look most cautiously at the things that match your own worldview. And this is one of those areas where I think it's very easy to look at the behavior here and look at some of the reports. And we're going to look at it a little bit more in, in just a minute here and say, oh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a bad person. We can we can bad person them there because because mm. we don't like her anyway. We don't like her anyway. Right. And so yeah. the Denver Post follows up with another opinion here. This is a, technically an opinion piece. It's not super different from their news item, but it has a little bit more reporting. And it says Bobert's outrageous behavior at Beetlejuice shows again her her astounding sense of entitlement. And I think these are totally fair criticisms of what is described in the police reports and things like that, including. And I think the highlights got lost here, but including that she apparently vaped at a pregnant woman. Ooh. Yes. But we didn't care if she ruined the musical Beetlejuice playing at the Buell Theater for anyone else. And she certainly didn't care if the pregnant woman sitting behind her had to breathe her secondhand smoke from a vape pen. Bobert denies that she was vaping, although she did admit to taking photos of the live performance. The woman sitting directly behind Bobert shared her story with the Post in the condition of anonymity out of fear that there would be backlash from the congresswoman and her supporters. She provided me with a receipt for her tickets and a photo from the event that shows Bobert seated in front of her. The woman describes the evening as surreal. She didn't even recognize Bobert as Colorado's congresswoman who represents the Western Slope in Southern Colorado. These people in front of us were outrageous. I've never seen anyone act like that before, the woman who lives in Denver and is in her 30s said. It wasn't until later during the play that someone informed her that the misbehaving theatergoer was in fact Bobert, a member of Congress. The woman said Bobert took multiple long videos during the first half of the performance. When she asked Bobert to stop vaping, the congresswoman simply said no. Bobert was also kissing the man she was with and singing along loudly with her hands in the air, the woman said. And again, some of these are bad. Some of these are a little bit questionable on the badness of them. But yeah. and and to be fair, there are some performances that you can go to that are that are in that intend to have um, audience participation. Right. Like, I, you know, when I was going to law school in, in Austin, Texas, they had the um, the Alamo Draft House. They have some it's a, it's a movie theater where they, they don't just show, you know, recent movies that have just come out, but they often show, you know, more classic movies. And sometimes they have special events that are that are sing-alongs, quote-alongs, dance-alongs even. So, like, there are some places that you can go to get those kicks out, but you have to understand that that's not everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think this does paint a picture of a certain gaucheness of behavior, and I totally get being at a theater experience and having both, kind of the, the the folks that want to party and the folks that are kind of more traditionalist in their in their theater going and that not working out so well next to each other. And I can also see a picture of this particular person um, being very above the rules when she's confronted with these things, right? She says she called me a sad and miserable person, the pregnant lady behind her, and offered to buy me and my husband cocktails, which is an interesting <laughs> response to somebody complaining about you while pregnant. Um, and so that's the Denver Post highlighting those. But with the New York Times article and with some of the trending things in social media, this then gets picked up by a bunch of national outlets, right? So CNN shows the video of her leaving the theater. And we don't show video clips on this channel, again, for YouTube purposes. So apologies there. You can find these things in the various links that I have. And then also it's picked up in the New York Post. Lauren Bobert called pregnant woman who asked her to stop vaping a miserable person before being tossed from Beetlejuice, colon, report. Yep, all these things here's, are true. Here's one question. Was the woman visibly pregnant? Because if, if like in, in defense of Lauren Bobert, she may have just thought this is just some woman behind me and I'm just going to be, you know, rude to her. What, you know, but not not defending her her actions regardless, but the added detail of her being pregnant, like, is that something that she would have noticed? I don't know. They don't. I don't think they use the word visibly in any of these reports, right? So yeah. I, I don't. I don't really know. Because um, there is a difference between being like ten weeks pregnant and like thirty weeks pregnant. <laughs> well, as a as a guy that likes to have reasonable lines differing and and likes to have good genteel communications between people, this is not the kind of behavior that I like. Period. But I try not to let my politics get involved either way on these kinds of things. Yeah. You can see it picked up here by Insider. She denied vaping at the Beetlejuice performance she was kicked out of. Video clearly shows she did. You can see how a kind of national story develops out of a very specific set of affairs. 
and I think that's just interesting to follow along with, right? We, we do hangouts and headlines to talk about how media presents stories to us. And this gets, this gets magnified to a degree that I haven't seen in the recent past for what is amounts to bad behavior of elites in various places. And I, I think a lot of that is the politics, but a lot of that is places like the New York Times, CNN, and others picking it up and talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I wanted to definitely highlight. Um, and now I have a couple of super chats to catch up on here. So let me just make sure that I get those. But that's Hangouts and Headlines. Folks, if you have comments, if you have questions, if you have things to say, I see chat says she was visibly pregnant. Um, um, let me know. I'm always interested in your thoughts about how I've covered these things, how the media has covered these things. Alita, ha- I know, has to go in a couple minutes to prep for her own members-only stream. Yeah, but yep. if you have anything you want to pass by her, now is the time. <laughs> Crazy Cat Queen, so happy to make Hangouts and Headlines live. Thank you so much. I haven't played any video games. Can I still send this super chat? Yes. The <laughs> foundation is like the classical Greek dialogues, a la Plato, Aristotle, Nancy Drew, original hardbacks. Yes, I'm that old. And Encyclopedia Brown. Love the hoags. Foundation <laughs> is foundation is very much uh, a non-action-based story. It's about historians discussing mathematics in a way that I can't properly convey as anything even interesting, but it is a good, it is a good set of books. So if that excites you at all, if you think that, Hey, Rick is underselling it, that sounds like it could be fun. Check it out because it's much better than I can even describe. Uh, Sentient Dreamer with the super chat. Thank you so much. Says Hogan Alita were my first two law term law tube lawyers during depth. He heard Aww. love this very thing about your coverage and camaraderie and bingo words. Thank you. Aww. Thank you. Thank Sentient you. Dreamer. Yeah, that seems a long time ago, but it was a lot of fun. I know. Doesn't it feel like almost a lifetime ago? <laughs> it does. I've been through a, a couple of things since then. <laughs> a couple, a couple, right? <laughs> a couple of things since then. Cynthia Main, I've missed these hangouts and headline sessions. Good for my brain parts. Thanks. Brain emoji, thumbs up emoji, hearts, hearts, hearts. Thank you, <laughs> Cynthia Main. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I love having these conversations. And I just really think it's interesting to see how these things get filtered through our understanding, right? So even after I put up this video and got ready for this discussion, my wife says to me last night, did you know that that was trending? And I saw all that before, and that's not usually the case with her. And I said, no, I hadn't seen that it was that popular. And she said, oh yeah, people were talking about it all over on various social media and everything else. I said, I think that's very, I think that's very interesting. I think we have to watch our bubbles and we have to watch what gets highlighted for us as yeah. part of the overall storytelling. And so, yeah, I think the New York Times made a mistake by not covering their tracks better on this stuff, but that's only kind of half of the equation of getting the story at all, right? Finding out about somebody getting kicked out of a musical theater production in Denver is its own kind of size, even for a representative of Congress. Yeah, yeah. So, and then Mary Jane says Adele defended her noisy fan at a concert. Well, I mean, again, it's I, without being oh, there in any of these specific moments, it's hard to say who's right and who's wrong in these various yeah. aspects because I could certainly see myself being at a concert or a musical theater performance and not loving somebody going crazy next to me or in front of me or behind me or what have you. I certainly had that instance in, in movies where I wish an usher would have come by and said, um, this is not allowed. Yeah. That doesn't happen in movie theaters and maybe it well, should. And I think I think you know when it comes to to performers, whether they're they're singers or you know we've got different like live performances like Broadway, it, it, it's almost it it can kind of be compared to the way that different channels run their chat. You know, like there are some people that have very different standards. You know, across the board, where there's some where literally anything goes, <laughs> um, and then others that are that are a bit more more strictly moderated for, for, you know, people's decorum or behavior, you know, in the chat, how they, how they regard one another. So, you know, you can, you can also kind of look at someone like Adele being like, no, like I, I remember seeing the video for that, you know, where she was like, no, like let him be, he's having a fantastic time. This is exactly what I love to see at my concerts. You know, then there are others that, that might be, you know, more concerned about, you know, someone standing up in the front versus the people behind them or, you know, like different, different things like that. So, I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, there's different, different standards, but I think, I, I mean, I have personally noticed a little bit of a change in, in, you know, 
movie theaters, more people willing to willing to talk. They tend to be younger, younger people, you know, like people who who probably would have over the last few years, like, you know, learned a little bit better of like how to properly go to a movie theater and and conduct yourself because you were in the presence of other people as well. But people who probably just, you know, kind of grew up more so with with movie streaming um, because of the pandemic. Um, obviously Lauren Boebert does not fall in that age demographic, no. but you no, know, and I'm but, not trying to defend her as described in these various stories. That is not, that is not where no, I'm no, saying no. this. <laughs> oh no, no, I, I know you're not. I know you're not. Um, but I, I, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's interesting to kind of take apart where, where these different changes are happening in, in various demographics and like why they might be happening. Like for younger generations, I can understand just that, that, um, I guess like youthful ignorance, um, you know, like just not having, having grown up in that, like grown up, so to speak, in that sort of like social environment where you, you have a good understanding of like what is expected when you go to a movie theater. It's not the same thing as watching it at home where you can text and you can play, you know, games on your phone and, you know, you can, you can chat with your partner, you know, or friends or what have you. Um, you know, it's yeah, just, it's, I think it's, it's the pulling different. out of phones that I've noticed the most often going to movies like this summer uh, and a little bit prior to people just having no compunction about pulling out their phones. And I, I sit here and try to evaluate, right? Like, I don't, I don't just want to be old man shouts at cloud, but it's also <laughs> like, you can't, you can't negatively impact other people's experiences. They paid for the seat too. And like all these various yeah. things where I, I just want folks to get along. Essentially, I want people to be able to enjoy their experiences. They will. And so, yeah, I think maybe Miranda Lambert was, was too much. Maybe she wasn't, I don't know. I wasn't there. Maybe Adele was right. Maybe she was wrong. I can't speak to these things. I certainly think as described, the Bobert incident is one of somebody who is not paying attention to the rules of decorum and doesn't think that they apply to her. Right. And we yeah. see that across the political gambit, frankly, but we see that from various people in various positions a lot. And I think that's that's worth um, trying to get rid of. But it's maybe not worth uh, quadruple national coverage on these various things. And I think that's part of what's interesting about the story. But yeah, overall, yeah, I think we could all be better at being kinder to each other and recognizing each other's autonomy and personal space and experience. I think when you talk about selfies as a, for instance, I think absolutely it makes sense to record that you were at a concert with a friend or enjoying yourselves in these various things. But I do tend to get a little shouting at cloud when I'm behind a bunch of people holding their phones up where I, where I, it's like, yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe if you just experienced this, you'd have a better time. And then I'd be able to see a little bit better if there weren't 600 phones in front of me. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we should I've work on that a little bit. I, you know, Mr. Bites and I over over the summer when we were back in California, we we went to a concert in in LA, um, and it was one of those things that like you know I definitely we definitely saw a lot of a lot of that at this concert. It was a smaller venue, like a, a smaller band um, that Mr. Bites loves, um, but um, and and he and I both would occasionally take out our phones too. But I always like every time I did, I I, I remember thinking to myself like, am I going to watch this <laughs> later you know like am i really am i going to like maybe maybe some of it maybe but i'm definitely not going to sit and watch the entire concert recorded all over again so i would i would always keep it to like a very very small minimum to just certain portions of like different songs that we really knew and loved and like would want to actually relive again so but yeah it's there's always that that sort of dilemma that like I don't know it's just it's it's nice to to sort of remind yourself in that moment if you feel if you feel tempted to just like you know to to record everything you know that the to step back and be like is will this get revisited like will this will this end up in some photo album will i actually look at this i don't know maybe not you know in which case maybe it's just better to actually be present and observe and take in the moment for what it is yeah, no, I think so. And it's something that a lot of people can only answer for themselves. But then you toss on how is this affecting the people around me? And I think yeah. you can have good and interesting conversations about that. But I don't know that it's a it's a national conversation just because one yeah. or more of you might be a congressperson. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's 
it's one of those areas where there's a lot of good conversation to have. And I do try to constantly not just require people to be me, right? Like this is what I would do in this environment and this is what I would like, but to actually look at the overall of how people are affecting folks and not just what I prefer, right? Cause I'm, right. you know, I, I'm a Michigan fan. People know this about me. And one of the things that Michigan fans are known for in the big house, our stadium is the older folks, the older alumni telling the kids to sit down because they can't see the football, right? And, and <laughs> kids like to jump up and cheer and, and stand up for the whole game. And there's been constant kind of demographic fights between people that have seats and want to sit and and golf clap and say, yes, excellent first down, gentlemen. And <laughs> and the other folks that want to dance to Mr. Brightside and uh, <laughs> and shout at, uh, at the University of Michigan football team. So it's something I'm familiar with. And it's gotten worse, I think, a little bit as loss of socialization has kicked in. But I don't think it is something that you can just answer in every specific instance for every person in every venue. So unfortunately, folks, a lot of the questions of dealing with humanity and being a human being yourself are ad hoc and have to deal with a lot of the the minutia of what's happening at the moment in time. Or as the lawyers would say, it depends. Right. <laughs> and so that's that's always a fun answer, but it's often the most true because life is complicated. And uh, and that's what that's what living is, is figuring out how these things work in various ways. But Yes, I'm not defending Ms. Bobert from what is described. And they, there is video on Insider of her vaping. So, I mean, some of the stuff is what it is. But is it, a, is it a national news story? I'm not quite as sure. And I think it's worth analyzing why things become national news stories when they do. So yeah. I think that's Hangouts and Headlines today. I know you got to go, right. Alita. Yeah, I was just going to say I got I to gotta head out. I'm, I'm a few minutes late to my own, my own stream. But that's okay. It was great hanging out with you. Of course. <laughs> thanks so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. I miss these. <laughs> yeah, these are fun. I like having conversations with folks. I'm very glad I get yeah. to do them with my friends. Yeah. Thank you, Same Lita. Thing. Have a great member stream. All righty. See ya. Hey, bear. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
and that that kind of naturally happens a little bit, but it's not it's not something that's enforced. Kelly C says the section with students being right next to the old alums makes it difficult. That's true. The student section is probably not ideally placed in Michigan Stadium for what the students want to do at a college football game on a Saturday in the fall. So, yes, I don't know how we got talking about Michigan football specifically, but I'm glad we did. I feel good about that. So, folks, thank you so much for dropping in. If you have any other thoughts on Lauren Boebert or the Beetlejuice musical, is this something good? If it comes around my area, is this something I should see? I don't know anything about it until I was looking at these stories. I appreciate your recommendations on musical theater as much as anything. I love musical theater, and I don't get to see it enough. So let me know. Otherwise, this will be Hangouts and Headlines for today, and I will leave you to have your wonderful Friday and hopefully wonderful weekend as we go. So thank you, everybody. And I'm going to get an extra done for this show so we don't have to just kind of have me exit the stream kind of violently. But until we do, right now we're just going to stop streaming. Have a great one, everybody.